Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Welcome back. We are back. Welcome to APR, a.k.a. the Annexation of Puerto Rico podcast. We are the football podcast, giving you all the ins and outs of this upcoming NFL season. We are starting this year off by reviewing NFL divisions on our way to opening day. We are going to be doing one a week, and we are starting with the NFC South. We're going to be looking at the offseason moves, the draft picks. We're going to look at those over-unders for total wins on the season, and we're going to give you our look on what we think is going to happen. But before we start that, I got to tell you that you can get the best craft beer delivered straight to your front door from breweries all over the U.S. using Tavour. Go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app on your mobile device using promo code TAPROOM when signing up and get $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. I am Big Ball and Ben Larson. Let's meet the crew. We got Jordan stacks on stacks on stacks. Lats. Let's go. Steady Eddie Martin. How's it feel to be back, boys? Oh man, it's great. It's like uh, it's like you know when you when you have like a ex like girlfriend or something that you haven't been in like in years, and then you see her at the bar and you're hammered and you get with her and then you're like, oh, this is fantastic for that first time. It's that feeling, but we're going to skip the feeling of like the next day when you're like, fuck, that was a mistake, dude. We're going to keep that first feeling. a mistake coming back. That was a a weird analogy, but I mean, okay, I like it. Man, I I mean, Ben, you know, I tell you all the time, APR is one of my favorite shows that we do, and I'm I'm very happy to be back. And the fact that we're back means that we're that much closer to – kickoff dude we're we close to one, football the one sport that matters let's be honest eight weeks that is not true kickoff yeah <laughs> Eddie, that's a that's the a one stretch. sport that matters that's a stretch but uh man I the see best gambling drinking. sport i will say that there we go uh i see you guys drinking jordan you're putting uh putting your beer up to your mouth right now so what are you sipping on oh eddie i like your beer too i'm right, sipping stop. on another uh mason ale works um, this is in the same family as the one I drank last night on Square Sharks, but this is the Pizza Boys are back in town double IPA. Nice. So last night I drank a single IPA. This is the double IPA. Oh yeah, nice, nice. And, and then the can art. Oh, that is the can art's dope. That's, That's got to go up on the uh, on damn the Instagram. It, the boys are back in fucking the, town tonight. The Eddie, Pizza Boys are back in town. Oh, yeah, we're back each other. How'd you know that's what I have for dinner, dude? Uh, (laughs) So we're drinking a little Mine Haze IPA, dude, from the good old Firestone Brewery. It's a classic. Can't go wrong. I figure, you know, got to step up from the Coors Light. uh, Yeah, special occasion of APR's return. Damn straight. What's uh, What's the percentage on that, Eddie? Enough to get me fucked up. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't I like it. My question, though. All right, That's and, 6.2. Uh, 6.2. Okay, there we go. All right, and I am going with the Kona Big Wave Golden Ale to start this off. I'm, I went with the two 12-ounce cans today. So we got the Kona Big Wave um, coming in at 4.4%. So I will not be slurry by the end of the day, which That's is good. a good thing. <laughs> Dude, I spent. I went to Hawaii like three years ago. I watched the Raiders at like 8 a.m. and drank like big waves all day. It was, it was phenomenal. There we go. At 4.4, you can do that. At 8 right. in the morning. Yeah. 8 in the morning. <laughs> Got it. Nice, dude. <laughs> Breakfast beer. There we go. Just watching the Raiders. Had to be done. Yeah. <laughs> That's <Got> true. <laughs> That's for sure. All right, so we are going to start off. I mean, we're going to go every week. We're going to be taking a division by division, uh, but we are starting off with the NFC South. We're going to talk the Falcons. We're going to talk the. Uh, we're going to talk Carolina. We're going to talk New Orleans. We're going to talk uh, the fucking Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, but big thing is what we're going to be doing is we're going to be looking at that over under where they're going to be hitting in total wins this season because Vegas already has those lines out. And man, this is this is kind of a good way to uh, to preview the teams, preview you know 
the divisions, how they're going to go. So let's start it off with Atlanta. Last year, pulled in a, a whopping four and twelve. Um, you know, on on that season, definitely was a disappointment. I know we talked about this having you know them being one of the better teams, you know, on paper. Uh, this year, Vegas has their over under sitting at seven. We do have a little bit of uh, additions, couple minor subtractions, but uh, I mean, who wants to take this first shot? Where do you think they're? Uh, where do you think they're going this year? Man, I you know it's funny. I I think Jordan and I we said almost every week last year was that Atlanta is like the best worst team in football. Uh, their defense played really well the second half of the year. Um, offensively, you just were waiting for them to get going, and they seemed to have big leads and blow it almost every week. Um, so this is a team right now, Vegas has a seven as the over-under with the extra game included. Like right. I feel like this could easily go over for Atlanta. Like Even with the loss of Julio Jones, let's be honest, the dude only played like four games a year. So. Oh, like I the mean, last couple of years, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's all we could really go off of, right? So, like, we can't really think, oh, Julio leaving is such a big subtraction. Yes, he's a big player, but if he's not on the field, like, if you're not available, you're it's pointless having you out there, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that uh, seven wins just doesn't seem high enough for the Falcons, in my opinion, especially with Kyle Pitts. You had Kyle Pitts that offense. And, just gives Matt Ryan an even better weapon because well, he'll be on the field. All they well, have I mean, Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. But they only had like they only had two game, three games last year where they lost by more than one score. I mean, they were in basically all of those games. They just couldn't close it out, or in most cases, they had a huge lead and then ended up losing. So, you know, you add in a better coach, Arthur Smith. I think we would all agree that Arthur Smith is a good, a good coach. Look what he did with Ryan Tannehill and, and Tennessee's offense. Yep. And you give him the weapons that he has in Atlanta. Matt Ryan's still a good quarterback. He's still an above average quarterback. He's a former MVP. Calvin Ridley had a great year over 1300 yards last year. Um, and then you add in a guy like Kyle Pitts, who's arguably the best player in this year's draft. I mean, we've never seen a guy like this. Basically he's six, six two forty, and runs like a fucking like cheetah dude yeah but the, yeah. the big problem and plus on top of that go ahead, oh, go ahead i was just gonna say they also had a hayden hurst uh you know who's gonna not add it but he'll be coming back he's like that veteran he's gonna be out there for the blocking because that's like one of the pits things and plus they added mike davis at running back i mean that's an upgrade from what they had last year with todd Gurley not even be able to fall on the one yard line so i mean mike, Dav uh, mike davis is not an upgrade to anybody mike davis filled mike in pretty well in carolina last year uh, he's he is not a a number one running back. I think he's a perfect fit for this offense. He can do a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they everything. don't. Yeah, this offense doesn't need a every down Derrick Henry type running back. This offense needs a versatile back that's able to catch out of the backfield and pick up blitz packages. Yeah, I could see Mike Davis being like a top five fantasy PPR running back. To be honest with you, uh, with the usage that he's going to get out there, they don't really have a number two. So you're not. He's going to be in third down. He's going to be first second. You know, he's going to be a four, almost a four down back for you. So, um, and plus, I really like Hayden Hurst out there. He's a very capable tight end. Uh, and Pitts, you could put him anywhere. Like the fact that they have Kyle Pitts is really what I want to see with this offense. And I think he can add two wins by himself easily. Kyle Pitts? Yeah. Two wins. At least, a minimum, he adds two wins to that team. What's what's the logic behind I mean, I'm not saying that. I, I'm trying to understand why you think a tight end is take, like two wins. If you take the – well, I mean, look at the tight end position. If you have a one of the most elite – one of the elite tight ends in the True, league, I mean, the tight end have is a quarterback's best advantage. And on top of that, if you look at Atlanta towards the end of the end of the year – or not the end of the year, but the end of games, they just – yes, Calvin Ridley was good middle game, but – when pressure came on the line, they didn't really have an option to go to. I think Pitts can give you that first down on like third and six, third and seven, you know, when it's a little bit longer, he can be that blanket just to get open, get the first down and keep the clock moving. A lot of times they get the leads and go three and out every possession. And then they get the ball right back. Defense is on the field. Defense is tired. Boom. Cowboys score 48 points in a quarter seemed but, like, and then you said, it, lose. you said it exactly right there is that the defense is always on the field and that's where they didn't do 
anything really in their additions. I mean, they're, they were absolutely horrible. They were the third worst team in against the pass all season. And who do they add is Harmon and Harris who are safety. Harris is trash. I fucking yeah, agree completely. Exactly. And, and their safeties, they're not the cornerbacks that they needed. And they're just, they're not going to be good enough to, yeah. to keep them in those games, even where they put the, you know, 20 points up. I they feel did like play the, a lot better at the end of the year though. The, and I feel like the Falcons defense is kind of like the, Cowboys offense where like they had these godly numbers against them right but the Falcons were up like three scores to you know going into the second half of games so other teams are going to throw on them now given when you're going when your offense is going three and out every time and your defense is on the field for nine minutes a quarter in the third and fourth quarter they're going to get burnt out especially trying to cover receivers in the in today's nfl like it's just you're going to get tired which is what well, it's also all the time let's also look at their schedule too because i mean that's a big part of it you know they open against the eagles they should win that game then they play the buccaneers mm-hmm. all right we'll say they'll lose that Right. Then they play the Giants. That's a winnable game. Yeah. Uh, Washington. They probably I don't think lose. That the Giants game is a winnable game. Not the way Giants. That Giants added up this year. They still have Daniel Jones at quarterback. Yeah, they, gave him, <laughs> they, gave him, they gave him protection and they gave him options. But he's what did you see from him at any point in his career that you think that? But he's never had him... options before. So give him some players. Give him some wide receivers. Give him a. You know, a running back coming back last year, they didn't have Saquon Barkley to true. That that, that is true. a that is a good but, point. I feel like though you're putting a lot of faith in Daniel that, Jones, though. Yeah, I feel like that. As long as he's not running fifty yards it. down the field and getting it's still a winnable <laughs> game though for the Falcons, though it is regardless of what you think for 50, the 50. Giants. That's a winnable game. I would say Washington is still a winnable game. The Jets is definitely a winnable game. Dolphins yep. winnable game. Panthers winnable game. Saints winnable game. They definitely took a step back. Cowboys winnable game. We don't know where they're going to be at. Patriots winnable game. Uh, Jaguars. I mean, every game they play except for You're the Buccaneers. So much. Well, I remember. Think, but I mean, look at who they're a, playing. This is a four-win team last year. This is yeah, a but, yeah, but look who they're playing. Let's keep in mind too that the, and they lost to all in. these teams last year. The Saints have taken a step back, and I think that Saints gives them an option to get back. at least two more wins in there in that schedule. We'll talk about the Saints in a little bit and what we think about them, but uh, we don't know what the Saints are going to be. Uh, the Cowboys, I think, are going to be a lot better uh, this year. So that probably I do too. Still a winnable game though, year. right? I, they lost to <laughs> Dallas, blowing the biggest lead of all time that I've ever right. seen, and. It's just it's the thing is is with this team is like we said they were the best worst team in football. Usually when that is the case, then there's only room for improvement. Plus Matt Ryan's coming up on his like heyday, so he's only got a few more shots. Um, I know I think well if we're looking at I'm not saying the Falcons are going to go win the division, but no, I don't think so the either. Falcons can win eight games. I don't see. Yeah, I don't exactly. See I could see eight games <laughs> out of this schedule. Nope. No, Easy. not with the way that they played last year and that they didn't – their only major addition is Pitts. Yeah, um, but, I mean, they were in every game but three last year, though. But they didn't There's win. Only, yeah, but and that's the thing older. is football is such a one-possession game. Like, adding a guy like Kyle Pitts really could change some, some of those games, especially because in the first half of the year, they were dog shit defensively, and then they really picked mm-hmm. it up at the end of the year um, defensively, and their offense kind of took a shit. But their offense never had a guy like Kyle Pitts, like Eddie said. And they did have Julio Jones, but Julio Jones only played like three games last year. And he was hurt. And one of those games they won. They they could have have easily, the Falcons last year could have easily gone eight and eight if you look at that schedule. If they just had one thing go their way, like the ball Mm -hmm. bounces a different way and you win. And that's the thing because, with the NFL. Yeah, the the Falcons were one of the worst teams on third down last year offensively. But again, you add a tight end like Kyle, like you know, add a tight end that can get that third down. That's going to improve that percentage. You get more third downs. You stay on the field longer. You flip the time of possession. Um, like time of possession, in my opinion, is one of the most important stats in football because uh, that's going to that. Oh, you can almost look at time of possession and dictate who won the game. It's very rare unless it's like I think turnovers line. is the most important turnovers style. as well. Points off of turnovers too. Uh, but yeah, like 
they didn't give up a ton of sacks last year. They only gave up 29 sacks on the year. So the offensive line was pretty good. Now Alex Mack leaving does suck. Uh, that'll be interesting to see. But um, I just think that seven wins for this team is doable. Last year, yeah, it's doable. Like it's a it's it's a good bet. Like I feel like yeah. bet wise, like I would put my money on that. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't love it. It's not one of my favorite over unders, but I right. definitely think it's a solid oh I think it's a solid bet to take it over if I had to take it. I would not take the under seven, is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. And we're gonna talk about this more as we talk more in about the into the division. You'll start to understand where my logic is going here. Yeah, I'm still going with the under here. I don't think so. <laughs> but that's fine. We can we can differ on that. So let's let's move through the uh, through the division. We've got uh, Carolina Panthers uh, as our second team there. Uh, last year's record was five and eleven. Their big uh, first round pick was Jace Horn uh, coming out of that cornerback out of South Carolina. Vegas has them sitting at seven and a half games, so just a bit ahead of Atlanta. You think they're going over or under? Over. That's a given Over. for this guy, dude. Yep. And it's but and in fairness, I agree. So we'll just even but whole but but listen to me, dude. This isn't about Sam Darnold, really. Sam Darnold definitely is an upgrade over Teddy Bridgewater, though, because Sam Darnold has a better arm. We saw last year Teddy Bridgewater can't make throws that you need to be able to make to win ball games. Sam Darnold can do that, but what we're gonna what we're gonna learn is was it Sam Darnold? In, in New York, that kind of the decision-making, or was it the coaching staff? Carolina's betting it's the coaching staff, and that's what tells you more about Adam Gase than it does about Sam Darnold. Yep. <clears throat> but really where my thought process out on the, is on the Panthers is their defense. Draft a guy like J.C. Yep. Horn, who's very yep. physical. You add Hassan Reddick, who had a career year coming off the edge. And you just spent seven draft picks the year before on your defense. Yeah. You got a guy like Jeremy Chin, who might be one of the best safeties in the league this year. Yep. And you just – you they have a stacked defense. You Shaq Thompson. So, really, their offense just has to be formidable. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like, And they have Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore. They have talent there. Sam Darnold just has to be – better than average basically and they're gonna win eight they're gonna walk into eight games so you, just because you talked about you talked about a couple of their players that they brought in too you got to talk about aj Bowie, another uh cornerback you got to talk about rashawn melvin um another quarterback and then they're going to be you know putting that up with dante jackson who was who, who did play well last year um you mentioned hassan reddick he's going to be back with matt rule who is his college coach but then they also brought in um denzel perryman out of uh from the rams and you know he was good when he was healthy now he wasn't that healthy last year so if he can stay healthy that adds another linebacker to that defense which was ranked 21st overall um and they really started to get better towards the end of the year because they were a very young group last year yep. you still have shaq thompson too like i mean you're talking to all pro level defender so i mean this is just a team that's just like I look at the defense and I'm like, all right, the Saints are taking a step back, right? Um, Tampa's getting a year older. Atlanta, they're getting older. Like this is a team that is primed to maybe make a run at the division, dude. They could be a sleeper team for the division. They could definitely be it. Right. And just to go back, and I mean, out of all those additions that they made, like they've stacked on the defense. I think their defense is going to be one of the better units in the NFL. But the addition of McCaffrey just coming back, right? Like yep. having McCaffrey come back, the best running back in football. He's going to lead the league and he'll can lead the league in rushing and receiving. Uh, I, at the, last year, they were what, 21st, I think, in the league in rushing yards a game or 20th uh, at 121. But McCaffrey gets 121 halfway through the third quarter. Like, they, the nice thing that I think with Darnold coming in is that they don't have to put all the pressure on Sam Darnold. That was one thing exactly. in New York that he always had all the pressure, right? He had to be the guy. He had to make the throws, blah, blah, blah. But now he's just going to be like a, almost like an Alex Smith-like piece. Like he just has to come in and not blow it, right? Yep. And I think with that. And he's just better arm talent than Alex Smith ever did. Well. Yes. Arm talent's fine. <laughs> 
I don't know about the brains, but uh, well, that's different. I'm talking about right. pure arm. <laughs> but yeah, dude. but Arnold has probably one of the best arms in football. Well, I love what game one is of this season for them too, against the Jets. The... Oh yeah, yeah. dude, dude. Oh, they're so gonna if, blow the Jets out, dude. If you out. have, if you have an extra draft pick in fantasy, go ahead and take Sam Darnold with like your last pick and just play him yeah. week one. And then fucking cut him. Like you don't want him after week one. But like for week one, he'll put up 400 yards and probably throw for five touchdowns, dude. Like, uh, and plus, like the receiving core is good, dude. Like I love Robbie Anderson. He's one of my favorite receivers in the NFL. Um, he's just always consistent, even on those bad Jets teams. He was still making numbers. Like, well, that's going to be a good question, I, though. Is if if it was a Anderson to Darnold like combination that was a problem there. If if they have a, a different offensive coordinator, is that going to change things? Um, you well, know, the and, problem in New York too, Ben, is that they didn't have an offensive line for shit. But, yeah, he didn't have time to get get the ball. And it it doesn't even have anything to do about the people around him. He just you can't play in this league without an offensive line. Right. Carolina uh, didn't have like one of the worst offensive lines, but we're going to see if that had a lot to do with like Bridgewater getting out of the pocket and throwing it away, or if that was just like their offensive line. Only, again. 29 sacks. Uh, but the big thing for Carolina, which I think Darnold improves the most, is third down efficiency. They were second to last in the league at 31st in the league on third down. You can't win that way. You have Darnold and McCaffrey coming in. I can see that number going from 49%, which it was last year, easily over 50, 55%. Again, same thing. Keep your defense on the sidelines. Get that defense healthy because again, that defense is is ridiculous how much talent they have on that defense. Um they have depth. Like they didn't just bring in like one or two DBs, right? Like you mentioned, they, AJ Boye came back. They, they just have incredible depth all throughout the defense now. So they, I could see them holding teams to under 20 points a game cons- consistently. Yep. Now, Jordan, I got to ask you because um, you're the college, college football guy. Uh, Terrace Marshall Jr., wide receiver out of LSU, is he going to be a threat this year? He's a. He's a, a nice player, dude. He's one of those guys that just runs clean routes. Like, he's not a uber-talented athlete by any stretch of the imagination, but he's a smart football player. And he's played under Joe Brady when he won his national championship. Joe Brady's the offensive coordinator for Carolina. He was the offensive coordinator for LSU that year. And Joe Brady's one of the best offensive minds in the game of football, yeah. right? So, I mean, we saw what he did with Joe Brady in one year and with that LSU offense and even what he was able to do with Carolina last year. And now he actually gets a talented quarterback in Sam Darnold. I think that's huge. And and Marshall as well. I wouldn't expect him to have a huge year fantasy wise. Like he might have like 500 yards because they have three guys ahead of him that are really fucking good. Mm -hmm. You know, David Moore, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson are three pro wide receivers. They have depth. I would see. I would look to see him on third down consistently, like just always on third. Like those guys that run the routes, they end up being those possession guys, the guys that get you the six, seven yards, like four catches for twenty-four yards, but like four first downs. You know what I mean? Um, I also, for betting purposes, on the Panthers this year, I would look to bet the under on like ninety percent of the games they play. Uh, it's going to take Darnold a minute to get into the flow of the offense for them to figure out everything that they have. So early on in the season, like 21, 17, uh, 24, 14, except for the jets game, uh, except for the jets game when he puts up 400 (laughs) yards and breaks records. Now, now Uh, dude's going to throw three interceptions. (laughs) Right. Right. But, <laughs> but yeah, so like I can see them being plays. like uh, being a, uh, being under kings for this year. Like just keep keep an eye on that. We'll check that throughout the year. I mean, to I be guess. honest, I think that's how they want to play. Agreed. You know. All right, so Vegas sitting at seven and a half. I think we're all on the over. Oh yeah, well, I'm, yeah. I would yeah. I would put money on it right now. Okay. Like, there's, there's no reason not to. Yeah. All right. All right, so before we move into our, our next two teams, we are going to take a break and hear from one of our Taproom Sports affiliates. Do you like sports? Yeah. Do you like beer? Yeah. Well, the perfect podcast exists for you. Tune in every Monday as I, Jordan, stacks on stacks on stacks, lads. And me, Big Ball and Ben Larson, as we recap the weekend sports, preview upcoming games, and review quality craft brews on the Taproom Sports Podcast. 
available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast fix. Visit taproomsportspodcast.com for more info. All right, we are back, and we got two teams left to discuss in the NFC South. So let's get a move on. We got the New Orleans Saints. Man, last year, 12 and 4 record. So it was, uh, you know, it was it was good for them. They picked Nothing up uh, to show for it. Yeah, they picked up Peyton Turner, a defensive end from Houston, as their first round draft pick. And this year, Vegas has them going nine wins, only nine wins. So a big, big regression and uh, really has to be because of old man Breeze. So uh, nine's pretty low. Where do you think they're going, over or under? Under. Yeah, they're definitely going under. <laughs> Next, <dude. team. laughs> Next team. Next yep. I mean, they no, just, just they, they just lost so much, dude, and it has nothing to do with Breeze. I mean, losing Breeze might be better for them, to be honest. But, I mean, their defense, which was lights out last year, loses one of their best defensive ends, definitely probably their best pass rusher in Trey Hendrickson last year. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then they lose – Quan Alexander, Malcolm Brown. I mean, they just are Alex is shell alone, of themselves. Sheldon Rankins, Janoris Jenkins, like and the, a shell yeah. of themselves. Yeah. yeah, and the other problem too, man, is they they won the division, right? Or yeah, they won the division. So yep. now their schedule is just it sucks. Like if you look at it, they open the season against the Packers, that's an L. Then week two, they play the Panthers in Carolina. So that's probably an L. Then you have the Patriots in Foxborough week three. That's an L. Then you have the one game where I think I don't say they're L's chance. for sure, but they're definitely toss ups. I'm, I'm saying they I'm could very well they could very well start this season 0 and 5 or 0 and 6 for sure. Yeah, because then you got the Giants who you know. Maybe we don't let's see what the Giants are at that point. Then you got Washington football team. We don't know great what defense. Really, really great defense. Uh then you have the Seahawks in Seattle. Like not only are the teams that they're playing against like the tougher teams, but they're also playing them on the road with fans. And the Saints aren't good on the road. No, they play the Titans on the road. They play the the Eagles on the road, the Jets on the road, but whatever. Uh Eagles suck. Yeah, they have the Falcons to end the season on the road. Like we talked about how they're gonna they're gonna be a more improved team. Like it's a tough road for the Saints this year, dude. Tough road. Plus, you're gonna have who's gonna be quarterback? Like I think uh, I mean they got Jameis who could be good, but I want Jameis to play hundred percent. Yeah. Like, but if they start Sean Hill, they could like I said, they could go 0 and four before Sean Payton is like, all right, I gotta go to uh, Jameis Winston, but it honestly might be in the best interest of this franchise, especially because they do draft well and they do coach well. Might be in their best interest to fucking you know tank for a quarterback next year, and next year's quarterback class might be better than this year's. So yep. it, it could be in their best interest. You know, they go zero yep. three to start off and just be like, all right, fuck it, pull the plug on the season. Like, you know, yep. let's re- redo this next year. And this is honest. the first. Oh, Sorry, I was ahead, to say, this is the first year Peyton's not had Drew Brees, right? Like, yep. I mean, I can see, see them going 0 and 8 to even start off yeah. the season, not getting yeah. their first win until Atlanta. And, you know, dude, I, I, it's just usually like when you look at a Saints schedule in years past, you're like, oh, those are easy wins, win, 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 right? But it's hard to look at that schedule and see any wins. Like, yeah. you know, it's also I mean? tough because it's so much unknown, dude. Right. Yeah. Very well, like they, I mean, and they could come out and be world beaters. Who knows? You know, like it, they could come it, out and win. It's games. a tough team to handicap because we we can't even base it off of what they did last year because right. it's a, like almost a whole new team. Like they revamped a lot of it because they were so over the cap. They had to fucking basically cut their whole defense, dude. Like, right, right. And crazy. that defense really kept them in all those games. They were a great really. defense. That was the, that's what was winning games for them. It wasn't the offense last year. So, but we did know this. We did know this was going to happen at some point in the last few years because they've restructured so many contracts. This yeah. is what happens, dude, when you get right. to the back end of that shit. The other well, problem, too, man, is they didn't prepare for the future. They were trying to win with Breeze now, right? Like they weren't mm-hmm. they weren't worried about what happens. Got to, man. Yep. And when you do that, though, you're you're what the the Patriots had. Well, last that's not true. They you know? they did this once before in that 09 to 013 window, and then they sucked for like three years and got good again 
I mean, it's an organization that's drafted well, like I said, and they pretty, they develop pretty well. I mean, Cam Jordan, no one expected him to be as good as he ever was. Um, Michael Thomas, he was a second round draft pick. He was a guy that you know most teams thought couldn't be a number one wide receiver, and, and look what he became. Yeah, but but so, my big thing with that is, can he stay healthy? Because you well, not I, it doesn't matter for this year, to be honest. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't think they're gonna Cook, win seven games. Yeah, I don't think they're going to win Hill, seven games. Gone. And I think it's in their best interest to actually lose this year. Like, that's what I'm getting at. Like, I think it's in their best interest as an organization to lose. Yeah, I mean, you still have talent, right? You still got Kamara out there. Um, yeah, but Kamara's in, what, his fifth, sixth year, dude? Running back on beast. that. Yeah, but he's also smaller. Yeah. yeah. I, I just... Yeah, it's hard for me to put a number on this team. That's and I agree with you that if they lose, it's better in the long run, right? Now, you know, you for always them, say, yeah, you always say they're they're paid, they're professional, they're pros, they're not, dude. They're gonna want to win. Gonna win yeah. Doesn't mean the coaching staff's gonna want to. That's what I mean. Like that's what you Sean Payton. Sean Payton, there's the lifer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. No, he only has one year left on his deal, dude. He might not be they'll the coach sign next him, year. Dude. They'll sign him. Like, he won a Super Bowl in New Orleans. They'll sign him back. Like he's gonna I, get. Well, it depends how bad they are this year. He's gonna get the Mike Tomlin treatment, though. <laughs> well, I think I think in the NFL it's a little different, dude, because with coaches like Sean Payton can leave next year and go to a team that's built to win, to like elevate his legacy as a coach. You know what I mean? He's already gone through the rebuild shit, dude. It took him like three to four years to rebuild the Saints before. So I don't know if yeah. he necessarily wants to go through another rebuild. And I don't want to throw yeah. – I mean, this is, a, this is a hot take. This is an extremely hot take. But hear me out. Sean Payton, close ties to Bill Belichick – I mean, not Bill Belichick. Close ties to uh, Jerry Jones, Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys suck this year. They fire McCarthy, hire Sean Payton because it's the last year of his deal in New Orleans. I mean, yeah, I could see that because like, when McCarthy being signed, that's not a long-term solution. You know what I'm saying? Well, they thought it was when they yeah. hired him. I feel like – I think I think it was more of a filler. Like, they like what you're saying, who? they go after for Peyton. If that's – True. If that's, I mean, they could be a, thinking that way. If that's an option, you know, because no one signs Mike McCarthy. Thinking he's going to lead him to the promised land. They just want him – they don't want to cut their watermelon. So, like, hey, bring this guy in. He'll knock it out for us. We could have watermelon at the barbecue on Sunday, and he'll coach for two years <laughs> while we wait for the real coach to come in. You know what I mean? Like, could be. Um, but – I don't know. The the Saints is just tough, dude. Like, I don't – I say under, and I was like, in the beginning, like, let's move on or whatever, but I don't necessarily think I'd put money on it. Oh, I'd put money yeah, on no, it. Yeah, no, I would. You are? Like, yeah. I don't know, dude. Yeah, actually, I like the under nine for sure, too. I think that's a solid bet. Like we said, they've got a, they've got a really tough – you know, a, a, a really tough schedule. You know, I could probably get six or seven – no, probably not even that – maybe five – of these games that I would say, yes, they're going to win a hundred percent. But then that leaves us four more games that could be toss ups. And with this, you know, with this defense, you know, with this question marks of depth on the, the offensive side, I don't think they can, you know, flip those games that at least four more of those games, you know, to get them over nine. Yeah. I'd agree with that. He's talking under. under. Yeah, definitely I'm under. on the under for sure. Let's let's move to a team that has, uh, in my opinion, one of the easiest schedules of the, uh, you know, of the uh, next season. The luckiest the- quarterback of all time. Yeah, what a surprise! We got the Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, eleven and five record last year. Of course, uh, Super Bowl champs. You know, Vegas has them as uh, winning another half game, so eleven and a half wins. Uh, first round pick was Joe Tyron, a left uh, left back, a uh, linebacker from Washington. Um, so they picked up a little bit of defensive help, but man, the schedule is soft, simple. It is simple, simple, simple. But uh, I just want to know how when when they made the um, the schedule and like the extra team they played, like. The extra team they're playing was the fucking Jets. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> it's easy how that happens. Second, no, it's second in the opposing division. It's like the opposite of the person of the team that they had in the opposing. So NFC South, 
is playing the AFC South and then it ranks. So first no, place but is the, first. because they have that extra game this year. Yeah, that's how the extra game is is coming in. So AFC is playing the NFC equivalent of them. So if in the South, it's going to be, you know, uh, since the Saints finished first, they're going to be playing the AFC South first place team. Since Tampa Bay finished second, they're going to be playing. Not the because AFC they're not South. playing. They No, they automatically play the first place team in every conference from the year before. But because there's that extra game this year, they, I don't know what, they just like randomized the extra team. It was just a random extra team. No. I'm I'm telling you that's how they got their they got the no the 19th team. team. But how did they get the Jets as their extra team? It's not the Jets. Everybody in that division plays the Jets. Yeah. Oh, who's that's, their extra team? Their extra team is Indianapolis. The Colts. Yep. Oh, and they were number two in the pretty, division. Pretty tough team. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's Absolutely not too tough shabby. Team. But, I mean, you look at it, they play Carolina twice. Well, I've, they're playing everybody in their division twice. Um, they also get the NFC East. Yeah, they get um, Buffalo. It's going to be a tough game. Indy's going to be a tough game. But then you get New York, Washington, Chicago. Miami might be a tough game. New England and L.A., the Rams. And you get that Rams game. I'm looking forward to actually watching that game. A Rams game is gonna be a great game. That's gonna be a great game. Yeah. Week three, dude. We're getting an NFC championship preview in week three potentially. Yep. Why is it so early in the day? 125 p.m. That's 1020 or 1025. Or yeah, 125. That's the normal. That's like the prime time one. Ah, they need to move that shit to prime time. Sunday night football, Monday night football. (laughs) The game of the week. Is the one twenty five game? Yeah, they're gonna end up moving that to like Sunday night football. They should. Oh, they're on Sunday night football the week after, I think. Yep. Oh, against the Pats. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, can't, can't do that twice, dude. Um, but yeah, they got the thing with the Bucks, dude. We know why they got the easy schedule. It's the same reason why they get pass interference calls uh, every possession. It's the Ooh, same child, man. Brady, dude. It's the NFL probably made so much money on the fact that Tom Brady won the Super Bowl last year. Oh yeah. Like it's ridiculous. And they're gonna ride uh-huh. Tom Brady until they can't ride Tom Brady anymore, dude. It's just like uh the Steelers in the 70s. Well, they got all I don't calls. like conspiracy theories, but it's not conspiracy theory when it's facts. Like the Niners in the 80s, <laughs> well, like they got all the calls facts. the Cowboys in the 90s. It just it's circumstantial and it's very good circumstances. Circumstantial but... facts. There's no such thing as circle. That's, <laughs> that's an oxymoron. But I mean, honestly, I, I think this number is like the perfect number, dude. I think Vegas like hit this on the head. Like, I don't see them winning over 11 games. I would, I would say 11 because they are still an older team and they're only getting a year older. And they weren't very healthy last year. They just happened to get healthy at the right time last year. Mike Evans often injured. Chris Godwin now often injured. I think I don't I don't see them winning more than eleven games next year. To be honest, yeah, because if they win the division by like week fourteen, why are they going to play anymore? See, I give them eleven games that they're winning, and then a couple games that there's a question marks there. So I, I think well, I mean, gonna, uh, yeah, I don't go over just at like that twelve mark, maybe thirteen. That's why I, Vegas got this right on the dot, dude. Like I thought they were eleven win team. 11 and a half is like perfect because the extra game they could very well win. It's tough. Yeah. They are getting a year older. I mean, we see it. They added Giovanni Bernard as a secondary running back to Fournette. And he's uh, sorry, third. What's that? And he's old. Yeah. And he's old. He fits um, in perfect. So, you know, they, they haven't, they, they've and, just gotten a year older. And does Fournette. I mean, he had a career year, basically, after everyone thought he was washed up. Does he bounce back, or was that a fucking anomaly, you know? Well, they, then they've got uh, Johnson, right? I mean, Leonard Fournette had a great year, though. Oh, yeah. but So they do have – I mean, Giovanni Bernard is going to be their third string there. Yeah, but he's like a third down back only. He's like a receiving yeah. back. Yeah, they still have Peyton Barber, too. Okay. 
So question two, what do you think of them picking Kyle Trask in the second round? To um, be... Sorry, not Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones. My fault. I said the wrong name. Jones, yeah. The, what do you uh, think of Trask being picked for their kind of future QB? Perfect. I mean, it's a good pick, dude. Like, let him learn under Brady. Um, makes total sense, dude. The guy was a Heisman candidate last year. He had a phenomenal year. So I think it was a good pick. Yeah, I mean it's smart, dude. Like you, who better to teach him than Brady, right? Like, I feel like if Jimmy Garoppolo stayed with Brady a couple more years, he'd be a lot better. He was really good when he first left the Patriots, and now that he's forgotten everything Brady taught him, they drafted a quarterback in the first round and traded he needs away their that, franchise. Uh, that uh, calcium to keep his bones a little healthier, right? right? More of you know, the uh, like uh, I, I think or the avocado. The, Avocado, tequila, avocado toast, all that to, <laughs> to make them stay healthy. Avocado shakes. Yeah. Avocado uh, ice cream. I think, though, that the Bucks are doing it right, dude. Like, they have a, de- a like a, a core defense. Don't know if Brady's going to be Brady next year, the year after. I mean, he says he wants to play until 45. Oh, he's going to be 44 next year. That's what I mean. Like, eventually he's got – eventually he's got – to retire uh, you would think uh and in two years let's say brady plays two more years it's perfect for trash to come in um brady's you know, not playing two more years there's no fucking way he's gonna get a, a big hit week five against miami and then he'll be out for the rest of the season no nah, i don't want no no wishing injuries upon anybody I'm not gonna I'm not wishing it i'm just saying <laughs> i'm using uh but i mean we don't want to speak uh, it we don't want to speak it into the consequential universe. facts here. But it is. But it is, I mean, Brady's the thing. reason why he's the reason it's why sure. Brady's been able to play so long is because he really hasn't gotten hit much in his career. Yep. Yeah, he doesn't run. When, so, well, I mean, we his, that he always has a good offensive year, line too, and he gets rid of the ball very quickly. And that's when Tampa really their offense really changed was when he was able to get the ball out quicker. They went more towards his offense rather than Bruce Arians' offense, and that's really when Tampa Bay started to turn things around but like the panthers to me with all the dbs they have are building the type of team to beat brady like you don't rush him you rush four and you rush up the middle exactly. and you have a good defensive line and then you have good dbs behind you and that's the kind of way carolina's building it's and 44 years old bro like i mean come on dog like you can't play nfl at 44 years old dude like that's crazy. This this he guy gets hit once. So it could be bad. I, he did, dude. He did, but he he won the Super Bowl first when a team was playing on their fucking third string running uh, offensive lineman and shit. Still won the Super Bowl, man. He still beat everyone in the NFC to get there. He still beat the best team in the AFC. Like, His team beat everybody. And you see, all he's doing right now is playing golf. So he's not taking. He's just resting. So <laughs> yeah, he's chilling, dude. Like he literally, he, is playing golf right now. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's insane. Aaron Rodgers, yep. He's uh, Aaron Rodgers beating him. Dog. Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than him, and he's a better golfer than him. It's crazy. I like the latter. I think uh, a lot of people would uh, argue the former. Bro, so. Aaron Rodgers is a way better, more talented quarterback than Tom Brady. Tom Brady just had the better teams, better coaches. Period. You cannot watch those two and tell me that Aaron Rodgers is not a better quarterback, like talent wise. Aaron Rodgers makes throws that I've only seen one other human being make, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Yep. It is speaking of Mahomes, it is funny that the way to cover a Brady offense is the exact same way you want to cover a Mahomes offense. Like I feel like no just, Mahomes can throw it fucking 90 yards downfield. Yeah, but if you rush Mahomes, he beats you. The only way to beat him is to try to cover a put a people in the backfield and try to play defense that way it's the only right. way to beat Mahomes, and it's the and, only way to beat brady really if you and the only way to have, have man, that happen to mahomes is when he has a third string two third string offensive lineman and a second string center dude the chiefs lost you have to move on dude yeah so, but they yeah. lost because they <laughs> didn't there's injuries every year dude like that's there football. is injuries i'm not saying that it's not i'm just saying that if a healthy Chiefs squad beats the health a healthy buck squad period yeah, and if Kevin Durant crazy. and Clay Thompson don't get fucking hurt in the finals, the Warriors yeah. never lose to the Raptors. You know, but here we are. It is what it is. All right. So <laughs> it sounds like both of you guys. All right, all right, all right. Sounds like both of you guys. The Warriors dynasty doesn't even We're talking football here, boys. Hell no. 
we are talking football. Let's see. I've got the over on that 11 and a half. Jordan, you said under. Eddie, where are you going? Under. Over under. Uh, yeah, I think under two. I think 11 is going to be right where they finish. Okay. I think 11 to 12 to 13. But uh, all right. So let's the, the big question we got. Uh, we got our odds going out for the winner of the division. Right now, Tampa Bay is sitting at minus 2,000. Uh, New Orleans Saints plus 300. Atlanta Falcons plus 600 and the Carolina Panthers plus a thousand. Eddie, where's your money going? Panthers. Panthers plus a thousand. That could be the best team in the division and it's also the best value in the division. So I feel that's. I mean, I think I I wouldn't say that they're the best team in the division. I I definitely think on paper the Bucs are, but I do think we have legitimate concerns about the Bucs, right? based on their age and their quarterback's age. And I think that Carolina has a great team, and I think they probably have – they might have arguably, you know, a a very competitive defense like the Bucs have almost on the same level. So I think the money has to go Carolina here, dude, with the value. Yep. Plus 1,000 compared to minus 200. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, You put 100 down on that – on the Bucs, you're only getting 50 bucks back. Put a hundred down on Carolina, you're getting a grand, right? <laughs> yeah. So. And on top of that, if you think of it this way, Carolina bet is a good bet in the sense that you can hedge the bet as well. Like, let's say it's like week nine, they're seven and two, and you got the Bucks who are five and four. At that time, the Bucks yeah. are going to probably be at like plus one fifty, plus one seventy five, plus two hundred. So mm-hmm. now you can throw some money on the Bucks at that point because that'll probably be the furthest they're back, right? And now you can hedge back, that yeah. bet. So either way, you're winning at that time. It's not a good hedge though, because what if what it's if the Falcons are like four. four and four, or and the Saints are or one of those two teams, and you're battling? Okay, three you could you could literally put you can literally put money on any team in the division and you're going to hedge because if you win with carolina you're coming out way ahead at plus a thousand yeah. you can almost like if you're betting to say you're doing a 20 dollar bet right you go and put five bucks on like the panthers or not the panthers the falcons you're going to cover your 20 dollar initial bet and you could go and put like 10 bucks on the pan at, on the bucks at that point and you're getting money off of that bet too so no matter what really yep. you break even all right, we'll we'll come back to the division uh, division winners. You know, week nine, we'll go halfway through the season, um, and <sighs> you know, see where those lines are sitting. See who we think if we still like those uh, those division winners. But uh, uh, where are you at, Ben? I'm I'm with you guys. Carolina plus a thousand. It's it's good money. I like uh, I like what they did on uh, on the division on the defensive side there. Um, you know that I think the addition of uh, of Donald Sam Donald is going to be, you know, a, a huge step up. Upgrade, yeah, and I think they can pull it out. Man, I, I and really that Tampa Bay minus two hundred is just it's. There's no it's value. Not value there. Yeah, it's yeah there's value no there. value. Tampa Tampa Bay doesn't give a fuck about winning the division either. Yeah, they don't need yeah. to win the They're division. They're perfectly fine. They just need to be healthy at the end part. of the year. Yeah. Right. Yep. That's our biggest concern. All right. So great podcast, guys. That's uh that's APR. Welcome back. Um, gotta yes. put a uh, gotta put an announcement out there. We are going to be holding a drawing, um, opening weekend. Uh, we're gonna be putting out uh, a couple you know, a couple items out there to win. We're going to put out some APR gear. We're going to put out a, I think we're going to do a Tavour gift card as well as a signed autoed uh, uh, helmet out there, mini helmet out there. Um, all you have to do is go either to our Taproom Sports uh, Instagram page at Taproom Sports Podcast, or you can go to our Twitter at Taproom underscore sports. And all you have to do is follow, of course, and, uh, and tag two friends and you have a chance to win as long as you uh, you know put it on one of those. If you want to do it on both, we'll give you two chances to win. Uh, but you have to do, Ooh. yeah, you have to do uh, both Instagram and Twitter on that one. So again, make sure to follow our Twitter uh, at Taproom underscore Sports. You can follow Jordan's, which is at Jordan Rules TSP. You can follow Eddie's, which is at Eddie TSP. Uh, then you can go over to our Instagram at Taproom Sports Podcast and uh, man, follow. Make sure to go to our, our post for the giveaway and um, yeah, tag two friends and you're in. 
Um, so we're going to be putting that post up every week going up to up to opening kickoff and opening uh, week baby yep then we'll uh maybe on monday night football we'll uh hop on live and you know throw out that uh you know pick our, our winners on that one so make sure to check that out you can oh, we're gonna do website. it live in vegas ben yeah monday night football oh we're gonna do monday night football yeah All right. maybe on monday night football maybe on sunday sunday night football one of we'll figure two. it out yep we'll do it on opening weekend though um so Make sure to uh, you know check out the the Taproom Sports Podcast website www.taproomsportspodcast.com where you can find all of our podcast information. Check and check out our ma- merchandise. Hey, I can talk, and maybe I <laughs> didn't have a uh, a low enough percentage beer there, um, but uh, you can check out all of our merchandise, which is in collaboration with the Glory. Make sure to check out Tavour. That's T-A-V-O-U-R or Tavour.com. Download the app. Use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. Oh, we're almost done. Make sure to check out Jordan and I on the Taproom Sports podcast uh, coming out on Mondays. Uh, we just dropped that uh, you know, this week with a great episode. Make sure to check out yes, Square sir. Sharks where we are hot, 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 Ooh. hot, making you money. Uh, that is out on Wednesdays and Fridays. And then... Uh, Man, APR on Thursday. We got stuff coming out. All love week. it, man. All I love week. it. I'm ready for football, baby. I'm yep. so ready for football. Yep. <sighs> all right. So we got Steady Eddie Martin. Yep. We got Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks, Lats. You know it. And I am Big Ball and Ben Larson. We will see you next week for a breakdown of the AFC West. Fuck. Oh, shit. Raiders.